Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. The fight got back. Very good. Back well up in this bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, remember, uh, the fighting cock's about Tottenham, but this is about England and the World Cup. With a leaning towards, obviously, Tottenham, because it is still the fighting cock. Um... So basically, if if you have friends who you think will enjoy the tone of Fighting Cock, who aren't Spurs fans, maybe you can share that, share this podcast with them. No shade. Yeah. Actually, do, you, do we really? No, no, for any shade, no shade at all. Do we really want anyone from another club listening to this? Yeah, listen. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Open to all. Open your ears. Come, come, bruv. Yeah, come. Come. I, well, I, I dis- I'm, I'm going full circle. I disagree. All right. Don't tell your mates. Fuck your mates. Don't tell any of them. <laughs> yeah, fuck your mates, basically. If you're on the tube listening to this, fuck all of your mates. <laughs> Every decision you've ever made that's led you to having friends that you have, 
Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them off. In the bin. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt. No. Boys, we're back. We had to. Yeah. Fighting clock. World Cup, Russia, 2018. We are fucking back and ready to talk football. Have you enjoyed the break, Rick? Yeah, I have enjoyed the break. But uh, sometimes, like, you know when you're on a break and sometimes you, you get itchy fingers, itchy, you know... You, what do you mean? What do you mean? Just, I kind of like... You're on a break, you get itchy fingers. What, what? your fingers used to be doing? Fingering. Right, good. Yeah. Just make yeah, sure yeah, we're on yeah. the same page. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, moistening them up now. Right. Oiling brilliant. them up. O- oiling them up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, moist as fuck right now. Yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. Uh, uh, this episode of the Fighting Cock and all of the World Cup is sponsored by Fansbet. Uh, massive thank you to Fansbet for showing love and representing. And this is going to be going on to the new season as well. Amazing uh, a partnership we've done. And uh, got to be honest, when the first when the first conversation we had with them was. Um, that's you know, like a bookie. Like I mean, we've done bet on Brazil before, but that was that was what it was. Um, but with fans bet turned up, it was like, um, you know, what, what's going on with you? What's different about you lot? And the difference between them is that they give fifty percent of their profits back to Spurs fans. Can't so further than that. They can't. You can't because they, they give this they give this arrangement to a, a number of other clubs. Liverpool got something with the Anfield Wrap, um, and I just I just kind of love what they're about. And more more importantly. Their brand ambassador is uh, Paul Robinson, who Hero. is featured on this very podcast. You lucky bastards! Yeah, well, I spent some time with him yesterday on the phone. Didn't, wasn't in his great presence, uh, talking about England's chances and what we're going to do in this World Cup. Um, but before that, uh, they want us to get involved in the fans bet fantasy football game. Anyone uh, who can beat our team, we're going to enter one. Beat our team um, will win a. Uh, Paul Robinson signed new brand new Spurs shirt shit so one there's two things here you can get a free Spurs shirt yeah you can get it signed by Paul Robinson Tottenham legend and uh, you can have the glory of beating the fighting cock Um, no one will because we're obviously the bollocks aren't we uh, to get involved in this competition, all you need to do is go look at our, our, our pin tweet on on Twitter. It's right there, right now, and just blow it. You know, the tweet underneath is uh, a link to the game and uh, register and, and get involved. Top the first thousand people to do it, it is free. Absolutely free. So anybody who's ahead of us gets a shirt, or just the top person. The best person, not everyone. Look at the fucking the fuck? Southall. Hang on, that sounds a bit. Yeah, too good. Too good to be true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely not too good to be true. But um, yeah, whoever's top that finishes above us will get. But that ain't. That ain't but no you know what? If you've got Arsenal players in your in your team, then well, I'll give it to the next lowest person. Yeah, you ain't getting. It's, it's a bit like the Spurs season ticket list. You ain't getting. We're halfway done that list, and we we'll get someone who's worthy. Yeah. Fair. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's the World Cup. I mean, for the first time, I'm more excited about this Elite Cup competition in terms of international football than I have been about any other. Why? I don't, I don't know. I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited. I feel like we're going to win the whole fucking lot, too. <laughs> I feel like the, the streets... Do you know what it is? It's because it's been un- understated. Like, wherever you've... 
you walk around, there ain't flags flying around. You might see one or two. You go in supermarkets, there's like a, there's a few of like the, the tap that they produce, you know, yeah. like England flags on on um, strings and all that, and the ones you put in the car. The bunting, yeah. The bunting, sorry, yeah. But there's not much going around. There's not there's not cars flying those little plastic shitty flags. There's, there's none of that. It doesn't feel like we're going into a major competition, and I like it. Yeah. I like that. I don't want all that shit, because every time we've had that in the past... It's been 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 awful. It ends in tears. It does end in tears. How are you feeling about it, T? What what, what do you think? I think this is the most likable team I've had in, in a very long time. What do you mean? Um, well, there's no villains in the team as such. Well, I guess Harry Kane might be a villain for some, but by and large, there's no there's no real hate figure in in the team. Um, Gareth Southgate saying all the right things in the media. The players are coming across very well. Our preparation, they've played some good sides. I think they've played um, Italy. I don't know if they played Brazil. Yeah. They've played really decent sides and looked all right against them. Um, Germany away with one. Yes. Was that, was that last year? It was last year. Kane and Vardy scored. Did um, Dar score? He may have done, but Kane did that kind of cross turn in, in, in a box. Was that last year? It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was the break in, in, in qualifying. Southgate was a manager. Yeah, Southgate was 100 manager. But yeah, no, I think the preparation's been been really good. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm as old as the hills. I remember World Cups in years gone by where you've got people like, I don't know, Gerard Lampard, Gascoigne, um, people who carry the hopes of a nation on, on their back. But this time it feels a bit more of a team effort. And obviously, Kane is the talisman, but it feels like in the squad it's a bit more balanced this time. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Normally, like for when you're looking t- towards uh, any kind of uh, international tournament, we've always, uh, for me anyway, it's always been looking to uh, Lampard, Gerrard, whoever, Rooney, whatever, to, to get you through. And this time, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like, although Harry Kane is like our talisman for for Spurs, and it'll be looked to, looked upon for England. I don't feel like it's on his shoulders to deliver because of us. Maybe because other people don't. Don't feel like that um, he, he will deliver it or that have that trust in him because he's a, he's a Spurs player. I don't know, but um, it does feel like it, it's not a team of individuals. We, you know, the, the sum of our parts. It's like everyone together. Mm. Uh, and the thing is as well, I, I, oh, you you'll probably quote me. I mean, quote me if I'm wrong. I probably will be wrong, but it's like one of, if not the the youngest average aged young teams. It certainly feels like at the in, World Cup. At the World Cup. Yeah, and um, for, for me, it's kind of like that. They they maybe not have that experience at international level, but they do all have the experience at Premier League level, and they all represent their clubs very well, and, that, and that's why they've been picked. And it's that surprise package of that you're young, and it's kind of I don't know in the in the in the 80th minute, like you, you, the old heads will like run it out to the corner and run the clock down. I can see Sterling or Rashford just, just think fuck this I'm going for it <laughs> go on lad go on have it it's, it's, it's comparable to to Spurs I think so obviously we don't have Pochettino in charge of, of the England manager and we do have Gareth Southgate and maybe hopefully he's a better manager than we think and all the evidence suggests that he is yeah. he isn't but you know it, it, it's one of those things where you, you're going into it and uh, previously I, I was looking at him thinking you know, I don't want Lampard to do well. I don't want Gerard to do well. I'm not, I'm not interested in fucking John Terry or Ashley Cole, no. Jack Wilshere. Now it's all Spurs. Yeah. You know, the, the, it could be when we play that that first game against Tunisia. It could be that there's half, more or less half of the out, uh, the outfield players are Tottenham, 
And that's why I think I'm excited. I think I'm part, <laughs> part of that. Look, and, 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 and like going back to what you said about the youthful exuberance, Rick, uh, that smacks of Tottenham. You know, all right, we don't go on and actually win things, but no, this England team or any England team in, in the past 30 years is never going to go on and win things. But if we get close enough to just taste a little bit, then that would be enough yeah. for this. So I think that's where the expectation I mean, is. What did, you, what did you make of Tony Adams' interview? I think we've all probably seen it by now. Um, yeah. Says, you know, what did he say? Do these Spurs players know how to win? Um, but in the past, in the England side, they've had double winners, they've had t- players that have won the treble, Champions League. And it doesn't make a difference. I think, you know, when I was a child, um, international football was, was king. But now, I think it's fair to say, to say that club football is king. And mm. um, within the squad, there's not many of one an awful lot. But I think that there's a certain siege mentality. I think the mead, the press that Sterling has got has kind of strengthened the team a little bit. Yeah. Them all together. There's players putting out tweets about it. Um, You're talking about the vilification of him? Yeah, you know, with the, with the gun tattoo it's and, bullshit, and, all, and all the rest of it. So, that's just the, 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 that's the, the kind of straw that broke the camel's back, yeah. isn't it? That he's, he's been... Um, reported on and and kind of goldfish bowled for for years. You know, to go into Poundland to to buy some chewing gum, and it says like multi-million footballer buying Poundland, or he gets, takes the EasyJet flight and yeah. takes it, and, and it's like multi-million. And you're like, if he if he gets first class, you're like, oh, well, he's he, he's not in touch with the fans. Well, he's blushed out and bought his mum. A bathroom has cost hundreds of grand, and they said, oh, you know, look at him, look at this flash footballer doing all that, and. Mm. Um, no, I think the way that the, the way that the squad is coming across is, you know, it's, it's cool. I mean, maybe a week from now when they've had a couple of games, I'll hate them all again. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think as well, like, in previous seasons where the, the media have vilified certain players and everyone gets on that bandwagon and it's like, yeah, they've done this, right, and, you know, you, you get carried away with it. But this time around, it feels like us as a nation is actually logically and, like, that's how you, you know who gives a shit mm. and other things that come up it's like we've kind of almost regrouped around Sterling it, it feels like and it feels like they vilified him first and then the fans kind of backlash of who gives a shit we yeah. don't care why the fuck do you care yeah. and then it's like it almost feels like they've taken their foot off the pedal of him now or they've at least realised that maybe you should be getting behind the team and maybe they will do better if they have our support. Like, fuck the media. Do you know I mean? Fuck, fuck them. Fuck them all. Like, yeah. none, like I, I don't want to read a single news report when, when, when England smashed Tunisia 4-0. <laughs> right? Harry Kane scores a hat-trick. Deli Ali gets, a, gets one as well. Four sterling assists. I don't want to hear one cunting newspaper say, Lions, fucking brave heroes. Fuck you lot. We don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I think um, I was going to say um, what what's easy to forget is Alizaz was the manager at the start of the qualifying campaign. You know, it seems like so long ago, mm. and if and I think I put a tweet out today or yesterday saying you know, if he was still our manager, where would we be? You know, we'll have Rooney still hanging around the team, Joe Hart, um, Walsh is still in the squad, mm. and I think when when Southgate first got the job, I thought you know this guy is quite soft. They're going to walk all over him. He's got a bit of steeliness about him. You know, he binned off Wilshire. Binned, well, I think Rooney kind of jumped before he was pushed. Um, he, you know, he got rid of Joe Hart. He's been a fixture in the England team for the last seven, eight years. Mental Joe Hart, yeah. by the way. If and, he, do, do you remember that footage of, uh, of him at um, the last... It was the last World Cup mm. where um, Pirlo hit that free kick against uh, England, England-Italy group game. Uh, Pirlo hit a free kick and it cannoned off the bar. Yeah. Bounced behind... 
and Joe Hart immediately went running around the post going, where's the fucking ball? Where's the yeah, fucking yeah, ball? Screaming a six-year-old child whose only job is just to deliver the ball back. And you know what? He did it bloody well. He did it as quickly as he was could. That the, was that the Euros? No, it was a World Cup. It was Definitely a World was, Cup. Yeah, it was when Balotelli scored for Italy. Oh, God, yeah, we lost 2-1. Uh, yeah, we did lose 2-1. And, and, you know, while I admire his passion, there's a line, and it's good for a footballer, especially an, an adult footballer, to be able to bottle that passion somewhat yeah. and not scream at a child to give us the ball back. Uh, just a quick thing on uh, uh, Tony Adams. Like, you're welcome. Fuck you about us not, you know, our players not being winners. You're welcome to... The half of that English team being from Tottenham, like you should be saying thank you, not fucking, not not fucking digging them out for not winning anything. You know what I remember his very first tournament. It was Euro '88, and England was one of the favourites for that competition, and we lost all three games. And in the second game, England played Holland, and Van Batten got a hat trick against him and mugged him off for the entire mm. game. Yeah, That's my last in memory of him. Yeah. Cunt. Speaking of which, uh, what what is your earliest memories of a World Cup? The very earliest tea, like your oldest fuck. Oh, me, okay, so. So it's obviously England 66. Um, <laughs> we drew against Uruguay at Wembley. Um, <laughs> good team back then, you Yeah, of course, you know, good lad, you know. Um, the first one was Mexico 86. Jeez. And my first memory was, um, was Brazil, funnily enough. Um, Brazil played Spain, and Brazil won 1 0. And Spain had a shot that hit the bar and went over the line, but it wasn't given. So um, that was a bit controversial. But my memories was of that World Cup really, and um, with that World Cup, I had no prep. I didn't. I didn't really realise it was coming. I had all the stickers and everything. But I had no. I had no you know, comprehension of what the World Cup was. So that was the World Cup with the hand of God. Yes. Yeah. What do you was. think of that little fucking rat cunt? Oh, I don't know because <laughs> next day everyone tried to redo the hand. Every time someone did a handball by mistake, it was Maradona. That's what I'm talking about. And the second goal. And that's the problem with football. But it wasn't. Like, forget the second goal. But to me, the second goal doesn't exist. That never happened in football team. The cheating bit happened. I think. Like, let's fucking string this geezer up for what he is. It's a fucking rat cheat. I wasn't partisan back then. Though. It was okay. weird. Because um, okay. as I'm watching, I didn't. As I said, I, was, I had no idea what the World Cup was. I, had no real, I was nine years old, but I was just, you know, out in a playground just fucking about, you know, I and mean, not really thinking about football. Mm. And, um, what were yeah. you doing? Like, what do you mean, fucking about? Well, you're playing football, but football. at this day and age, the Premier League is ubiquitous. Everyone from five, six years know who Harry Kane is. Indoctrinated, isn't it? Yeah, but when I was a child, I wouldn't have known who, I don't know, Brian Robson was, who was the best player at the time. I would, if I saw him and posed him, I don't know who he is because there's no football on TV. But, yeah, the earliest memory was, was the 86 World Cup. Um, and I remember John Barnes coming on very late in the Argentina game and he set up Lineker's first goal and he almost set up the winner. John Barnes, that, John Barnes assist for that goal. Yeah. And John Barnes was much derided as an England player because yeah, he, he did great work for, for Liverpool. Yeah. But that, that, that assist for, for Lineker in that game, yeah. it was quality. Like he, he did the kind of work that you would expect from... I don't even exist that left the traditional left when you're really yeah chalk on the boots type thing and I they're ten a penny back he then. was so good John Barnes it, it was but yeah, that's my earliest memory of that of that World Cup go on um, which one was the Baggio miss of oh, 94 94 World yeah, Cup yeah that, that'd be my earliest memory um, that was played quite, quite late at night, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Well, it was in, it was in, in the US. It was in the States, so... Yeah, yeah. Been. So, uh, I remember, me- remember uh, <laughs> staying up for it. And I can't... Uh, do you know, at that time, I wasn't... Uh, I was into football. I was into Tottenham. And I kind of knew about results and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, and... 
I was aware of it, but I wasn't kind of like well into that entrenched World Cup fever. But I remember watching that game mm. um, and knowing that, like, and when he when he blazed it over, um, thinking that, that it must be awful <laughs> for him. But, but as a young kid, it's like not not really yeah, as he's saying, you know, partisan of like, Italy, not my country or whatever. But yeah. just remember thinking. Fuck, he's going to feel bad after that. Um, mine, mine was Platt versus versus Belgium. Belgium yeah. That that amazing uh, goal volley in uh, was it the last group game or was it no, second, second round? Second round. Um, so there was that. Uh, but other than that, but international football generally is the first time I ever saw my dad pissed <laughs> in the Euros in '96. Uh, England had beaten Spain on penalties in yeah. the quarterfinals. Was it quarterfinals? Yeah, it was. Yeah, quarterfinals. And uh, he came back and he was fucking wasted. Like, wasted out. No, no, he, he just went around the pub. And, and he came back absolutely hammered. That, that's, that's kind of my lasting memory <laughs> of uh, international football. But um, yeah, it would have been that plat volley. Uh, your favourite World Cup moment? Um. There was a tweet yesterday with someone listed a bunch of questions, and that's what kind of inspired me asking that one. Uh, Favourite World Cup moment? You know, I feel a bit treasonous saying this, but it's when Robbie Earl scored against Croatia for Jamaica because I was over the moon that the country my parents qualified mm. for the World Cup and I was really behind them to do well. And um, yeah, I think when Robbie Earl scored, that's probably my favourite memory. And also the Michael Owen goal against Argentina. That was special. Because um, he gets through, he's like, go on! Another person, go on, go on! And then the goal gets in the way, fuck off, fuck off, fuck yeah. off! And then the keeper comes out and he chips it over nonchalantly. That, that, that World Cup has had two of my best memories. Yeah, I remember being a kid on my, like lying on my, on my tummy in, in, the, on the, like in my front room, my dad around me, yeah. and then my, my brother's there. And, and I'm on, and do you know when, like, as a kid, it's like being at Christmas and you're just sitting on your, on your, on your elbows with, yeah. you know, lying on the floor and you're looking at the telly. It was the kind of stereotypical thing, and Owen had so much work to do, but he made it look so. I know there's like it was a huge amount of space. It was a counter attack that they had pushed forward. Ince won the ball, played it to Beckham. Beckham put the ball into Owen. Incredible first touch from the outside of the boot to yeah. create space for himself. But he had so much work to do. I mean, it's the kind of thing you'd see Brazil or or, or Spain of latter times, or yeah. you know, that isn't what England did. And we did it, and 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 I honestly think that that was probably the last great England performance in, in the World Cup, and we lost it, which is yeah, you know, apt. But if you look back at it, it was a, an absolutely incredible performance. Yeah, it was we, only Beckham that fucking really. We fucked the group up. That's why we played Argentina. If we got through the group properly, like we were meant to, we would have had an easier draw. So we'd end up playing Argentina, and they got knocked out against Holland anyway. They did. They did indeed. Um, What's yours? Have you? Oh, like, mate, no, mine, mine's Owen, Argentina. I just like saying, like, Flav was as a kid watching it and him, like, his searing pace, 18 years old. Yeah. Like a child. And his small frame, searing pace, just going through them. And then um, the, the bit that always sticks in my mind is when he uh, put the ball in the back in it and he wheels away to the crowd and his arms yeah. are, like, shaking. And I just just remember thinking, this is one of the best moments in football that I've ever seen, and it stuck to me. Every, every time I watch that goal now, I still have those goosebumps, and I still have that smile as to say that is that's electric. That game was fucking mental. I mean, obviously, 
we dare not say his name now, but um, <laughs> but Judas had scored what we thought was a winning goal. Yeah, and he got yeah, disallowed. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, fucking going mental, because obviously yeah. he was our player and we loved him back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we saw it was, sort of, they almost counter-attacked and scored at the other end. Yeah. So that game just had everything. What, what do you think of this England side, though? I know mean, we talked about the youthful exuberance and we've talked about... Um, you know what? What could potentially assist us through the group stages and in, in, into the second round and so on? But in your head, where do, where do you visualise England finishing this this, this tournament? Um, I probably say because you know you do those predictors and you also you look, you think oh we're going to finish here we we'll do this we we'll do that I kind of I see it like ending in the quarters. Um, I think we. You know, it's going to be in the court. Is it, is it Brazil or Germany? Germany? Yeah. I don't see us like getting through through those games. I don't know. Anything can happen, man. World Cup, and like you're saying, it's like a youthful side. It might be like dead to dare is to do. Do you, do you remember? Go for it. Do you remember Germany's uh, team against England in 2010? Yeah, the Ozil game. Right. Yeah. That game when they destroyed us. Yeah. None of that. There was no real winners in that side. It was a very young German team, incredibly talented. I yeah, think the won. oldest player was Podolski. I think they'd won the under twenty ones the year before. Yeah. Right. And they and a lot of the generation came up. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a very young, just yeah. a new generation of quality German footballers. That's us this time, lads. That's us this time. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take Brazil in the quarterfinal and we'll fuck them and then we will eat them. <laughs> you look at the underage teams, you know, last last summer. Uh, I think the under 20s won, the under 17s won, the under 18s won. So mm. may, may, maybe maybe there's something in that. And Sessingham could have been a late shout for the squad. You know, it would have been That's interesting if he'd, have, if he'd have got youthful, uh, No fear, youthful exuberance. Bring them to us, put them on a dinner plate and we will eat them and then fuck them. I, I would like to think... Uh, uh, I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope we do that too. I hope that Southgate is brave in his selections and he's not afraid to drop anyone, including Harry Kane, if he, if he feels he needs to. If he feels that Vardy is someone who'd be useful against, you know, in the counter attack against we don't have much of the ball. If he's brave enough to make the decisions, we can go we can go really far. It, I I still think quarters at best second round for me. Right. If you're in a pub, right, and you're watching a game, England versus I don't know, whoever and Southgate has the gall to bring off Harry Kane no matter how bad he's been the entire tournament what, what goes through your head? what goes through my head is who the fuck who the fuck are you who the yeah. fuck are you who do you think you are who do you think you are yeah Gareth Southgate taking off Harry Kane taking off Harry Kane who the fuck you fucking ruined you and that is six you cunt yeah what have you what's done of you? What have you know you what you're famous for a piece of hat advert you yeah. fucking prick yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so just be prepared yeah. Gareth if you listen <laughs> yeah. to this take off Harry Kane at your peril at your fucking peril because we'll remind you about pizza hut <laughs> it, it would uh, I, I don't know like I'd, <laughs> it would be yeah, I would be like that. <laughs> could you imagine the whole pub just going <laughs> Who do you think you are? I think the, the majority of the, the pub would be like, oh, Harry Kane, take him off, no good, whatever. But for me, he's a Spurs fan, uh, watching him for, throughout uh, you know, his career. He's one of those players that he, he will get that chance and he'll bury it. It doesn't matter if he's been playing shit for a fucking 80 minutes. You give him that chance and that man is going to gobble. That's the slight concern I have over him. I mean, he recovered from his injury that he had last season 
and it doesn't feel like it's back to quite top form. It's no, like just no. kind of throwing it in. Even the goal against Argentina, against Nigeria, that went under the keeper. It was intentional. I think he knew where he wanted to put the ball, but it doesn't seem to have that sharpness yet. So maybe the rocker becomes alive. I remember, you know, back in '86, Lineker broke his arm a couple of months before the tournament, and he had that armband. Yeah, you know, he had yeah, the, yeah. The Maybe it's one of those where he didn't score. For, I think Nicker didn't score in nine games before he scored against Poland. So it might be. Well, obviously, Kane's scoring now. But maybe this, this is. Maybe Kane just has a glut of gold in this competition and becomes top top man. Is there something like about like the not. Like England fans or the media are not showing the, the due respect and the fact that we're going into this tournament with the best striker in the world? Well, I think. Are they throwing shade to you? It feels like a bit, but. Like we should I be th- celebrating think, this and no one really is even recognised. I think the claim of that goal has kind of yeah. divided people a lot. Initially I found it funny then I just thought everyone else would fuck it. Now I think well maybe he shouldn't have. Now I kind of I'm almost out of position I think maybe he shouldn't have claimed it kind of thing. Nah, but, claim it, claim it. Claim more. Claim them, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, like Pokemon. But yeah, I think um, I think that's probably affected um, people's opinions of him. I don't know if it's hard to really gauge a feeling of the country. I don't think people are necessarily negative. Obviously, there's people who are positive, but it's probably a bit of a meme in itself saying we're going to win the World Cup and we're going to smash everyone up. It's hard to really gauge. Normally, people, to be fair, in the last, te- last 12 years or so, everyone's been fairly negative. Yeah. And the Rockers Island, no one's been like, oh, we're going to do fuck all anyway, who cares? Yeah. I think the Euros of 2004, for me, was the point at which people just said, fuck England. For me, yeah. I think when we lost to Portugal and Penders, I think even the World Cup in those six people are like, who gives a shit, you know? And you're, but you're, so you're like, T, you're, uh, 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 of everybody I know, you're like most behind England, of, of taking an interest in England. I had been, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Oh, just kind of, the apathy just took over me. I think um, Hodgson being the manager just thought, I don't want to get behind this. Was it, um, Bre- was it Brexit? Yeah, yeah, it is a bit. So we've got a good question. Go on, what's, what's the question? Trunk said, uh, which member of the England squad do you think is hard Brexit? I mean, it's obviously, everyone's going to obviously say Vardy. Yeah, Jamie Vardy 100% is. Uh, yeah. but I think you need to probably go for, go a little bit more left field, I yeah. think. Before, I can before that, can I, I just wanted to say something about Vardy. Vardy, if he wasn't a footballer, he'd definitely be in Magaluf this summer mm. with uh, one of those bags, little kind of man bags. On the side, yeah. but no top on. Yeah, yeah, and you'd have swimming shorts and a pair of flip flops. Yeah, just out there railing Sharon from Leon C. You don't yeah. think he'd be selling balloons? He'd be selling balloons. Yeah, uh, in the nighttime. I'm talking yeah. about his daytime oh, activities. Yeah, daytime activities with that bucket hat as well. Bucket hat. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and what? No, I, I think he, no. Actually, I was thinking about one of them hats with the the little like drinks on the side. Oh, I okay, yeah, I think he, he'd, he'd he'd think that was muggy. Yeah, I yeah. think he'd be more like selling drink coupons to nightclubs later on, or, yeah. or, or tours, like to lo- local club. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Go on, love, get get on this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I can see that, but well, other Brexit voters and uh, not so like we're not we're not talking about um, you know this isn't a political thing we're talk- doing now. We're just looking at the England squad and thinking who who voted hard right, who wants hard right, and hard Brexit. Can I say Kieran Trippier? Uh, do you know what? I was literally about to say Trips as well. I'm a nun for the fact that he, he has no idea what Brexit is. He probably thinks it's like some kind of... I, I, I don't know. He, he's heard the word, someone says, vote this, and, and he's done it because uh, Uncle 
Joe's told him to. What do you reckon, T? The humorous thing is trippy. Um, no one realises that he's mixed race. People just think he's not. What's that got doing here? No, but I'm saying that some of the mixed race might be less likely to, to vote. Oh, I reckon he would. I reckon he would for the reasons that Ricky said. It yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem very smart. Is yeah. he mixed race in the way that Logic's mixed race and he has to talk about it all the time? Um, Logic the rapper. Well, he never talks about it, does he? So. Logic. No, I'm talking about Trippier. Well, I'm just, yeah, no. I don't know if Trippie even realises, he just doesn't... You know, just <laughs> he he walks in at home and he's dead sitting there, it's like, the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, shit, sorry, all right, Dad. <laughs> I reckon, um, I mean, neither of you two like basketball, but there's a player called J.R. Smith, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, yeah, that's the, the that's other day, reference. The other day in the NBA... Deliver it, Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll give you a bit of context. Go on. The other day in the NBA final, he didn't realise that his team were losing, he thought they were drawing. So oh, oh him! So yeah. you've all heard that story. Yeah, yeah. LeBron James looked yeah. at him. Like he's he's known for liking a drink and you know maybe maybe getting high and stuff like that. I reckon um, my guy. I reckon Trippy is probably a little bit like that. Just doesn't know what's going on. Mm. You know, like um, who you're playing against today? I don't even know. Just fucking just just pick me and I'll see what I do. So we're that. agreed. Hard Brexit for Trips. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Trips is it. Yeah, we've got Jamie Vardy. Can I throw a left field shout in? Oh, go on, um, Danny Rose. I reckon he's a bit he's a bit down the line, isn't he? Yeah, I reckon he did just for yeah, fuck because yeah, he fucking yeah, hates yeah. everyone. So my favourite thing about Danny Rose is um, is uh, the fact that he, he I, I don't think he just gives a shit about anything, which I can kind of resonate. Yeah, like like fuck Spurs fans, like fuck everybody. Like I needed to get away from Tottenham and England was my salvation. So I'm like, All right, fair play if that's the truth. Fair fucking. Play. I don't think he thinks about consequences. I mean, it's been I've seen it said that you know. He's not taking responsibility for the stuff he's said and done. But maybe... Um, and that is, that is maybe being a bit... Um, I don't know the word is conniving. There's such being, you know, being a bit tactical with the stuff he's saying. But I think it's a bit too simple. It's not simple, but it just, it, just, it just says what he thinks. I think he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, and, that, and, that, and that's admirable. He's like, so, right, look, you know, some Spurs fans are going to get upset about this, but so what, this is the fucking truth. Maybe. He doesn't owe... He doesn't really owe... Anyone, anything. He's a professional footballer doing a job for the club that employs him. He doesn't think about as in. You know, there's some footballers who you do, you know what? I'm going to have, I don't know, Spurs tiles in my house and I'll die for the club, blah, blah, blah. And Rose is like, you know what? This club employs me. I'm going to do my best for them. If, as soon as I put the shirt on, I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to eulogise and say, you know, yeah. I'm not following the footsteps of Hoddle, of Makai, blah. It's like, you know what? I've been put by Spurs, this is my life, this is what I think, you know. I'm going through a bit of depression, this happened, and the interview, well, I can't say too much, so I'll probably get fined again. Mm. He's just been honest and candid. What do we want from our I would, I would, if, if I was Danny Rose, and I, I, like, I was going out on the pitch at Spurs, I would, like, you lot laughed when you, they gave me a contract. Like, if I was Danny Rose, yeah. you lot laughed. You laughed, I saw the social media tweets, you said, what the fuck are you doing? And now you want to celebrate me, and now you want to have a dig at me because I want to leave. But the, back when I wasn't performing, you lot laughed at me. Like, what, what the fuck do you want? It's not, it's not two-way loyalty, and anyone's got to admit that. I mean, if Harry Kane plays 38 league games next season and scores five goals, and a piece of trick the season after, he will tend to fuck off. Yeah. It's life. Yeah. It's life. So when, so so when, so when, so when that can happen, then you can't get upset when a player's like, well... I don't want to play for you anymore. Unless they're going to do, unless they do a Judas, which is fucking the extreme. Yeah. As long as you're just realistic about it all, I mean, we're only we're as loyal to players as, as you know as per their form. Uh, who in the England squad is most likely to have a hashtag free Tommy tattoo 
and that's from Ross H 1983 on Twitter and it's definitely party again <laughs> and what kind of fucking sport and club and sorry a national team are we, are we in when we're like we know we know he's like BMP yeah. we know it the irony is he's probably the, he's probably the most liberal person to be a task squad is he no, 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 yeah, he probably how, is how can it be funny because he'd probably be someone like I don't know, Dyer, who's been raised in another country, who speaks another language, yeah. you know, he's well-travelled. Someone like anybody thinks, you know what, fuck the poor. Yeah. You know what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Tory and all the rest of it, and fuck it, Tommy Robinson has been wronged. You know, he wants to shut down the gangs and fuck it, we'll get a tattoo of him. Yeah. I can but, see Dyer doing it. Dyer, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like I'd, I'd respect his values there. Yeah. We've gone a bit political. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't agree with them, but, you know, in, in, in a... Society that has free speech, then you know, fuck it, whatever. My problem with Vardy isn't the way he thinks and the way his brain works and whether or not he hates ethnic minorities. Well, he did a racism, so there is that. He did, but I don't hate him for that. I hate him for the fact that he puts Skittles in Red Bull before he goes out and like, for his training or whatever it is. <laughs> Does he still do that? that back in the day? That is the, that is the behaviour of a very suspect human being. <laughs> We can't pin the hopes of a nation on a man who eats Skittles and Red Bull before going to the game. I get it served him well. If served him well at Fleetwood, right? I understand that. I understand that he, he, he might have done him well at Leicester when they won the league and he'd done eight, 11 games on the bounce, scoring goals. I understand that as well. But this is my fucking country you're representing and you're not putting fucking Skittles in a Red Bull before you go on the pitch. <laughs> he totally did. He's, he's fucking bungs you about. He's, bunging, he's, he's shoving Skittles about down his gob right now, Ricky. Who do you think you are? Who the fuck? This is England we're talking are? about. Oh, Skittles? Right. Who the fuck do you think you are? Fucking Skittles and Red Bull, you dirty fucking prick. I did not Do you know, know what I mean, Ricky? No, yeah, I didn't know either. It's not, it's not on, is no, it? No, it's not on. It ain't on. Disgusting, it is a fucking dirty little pig. You can say say whatever you want about anybody. I find like we li- we live in a world where free speech free speech is an acceptable thing. But you put skittles in a Red Bull around me, I'm gonna fucking flip up, flip yeah, the table. Disgusting. Okay. We've got now we've got an interview with Paul Robinson. Have it. He was so nice. Uh, I, know, um, I knew. I met him. He's your favourite player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I fucking love. Love Robbo. Yeah, I love him so much. I know. I'd love it. I'd love. I'd, 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 you know, when it's like um, one of those people, like you would never get be phased off famous people. Oh, that's blood. Yeah, whatever. Alan Parch, shrug. Yeah. Robbo, I, I, I would be this kind of uh, yeah calamitous kind of like he, he he's a giant as well. He really is. I met him. Uh, yeah, he was there with me. Yeah, like, there, yeah. yeah he, he's a big, big man, but friendly Yorkshire, like a lovely Yorkshire oh. lad. Lovely good. Lovely good. No words no grace, it's just a lovely guy. Yes. Well, he's sound as a pound, uh, and, and that's what you're going to hear right now. So we're joined by none other than Paul Robinson, obviously England's number one for many years, but more importantly, uh, Tottenham legend. How are you doing, Paul? Thanks for coming on. Doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so obviously we're on the brink of, of, of another World Cup, this time in Russia. Um, I'm... I'm 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 excited about it. I'm actually re- looking forward to to seeing what we can do. Where where are you at currently? Do you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to it very much as an England fan, and I think there is a, a realistic expectation. In past years, I think we've you know we've overhyped the England team, um, but now I think we can see what's actually going on. I think we've got young players, we've got players in form, I think we've got talented players, we've got youth, we've got strength. 
the, the ability of the squad isn't in question. Uh, the system's looking like it's coming together. And the squad excites me for the next European Championships and for the next World Cup if we can keep this squad together. Use this squad to learn from you know this World Cup, learn how to play tournament football, see how far you get. You know, Don't have any weight of expectation on them. Let them play. I think it's a young, youthful squad that can play freely without any kind of weight of expectation on the shoulders. It's, it's an exciting time for England. Yeah, on that, to, to, to the youth, um, there, there was for a long time a kind of seemingly an issue around senior football players when they're playing for England, um, sort of struggling somewhat under the pressure of, of, of representing the country. I don't know whether that was something that was conjured by the press or existed or was even real at all. As, as a player who's been there, um, was that pressure real? And is it something that, that, that England fans need to worry about at all? I think when pressure playing for England, you know, the weight of expectation, England expects, and rightly so, you're the best players in the country and you, you're selected for a reason. You know, the, the press can't overhype things and they can... It's, it's difficult because when you're a player and you're put in a situation and you're, you're doing an interview and you're asked, how do you think you're going to get on in the World Cup? You as a player, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, well, I think we'll do all right, we'll get through to the last 16 or we might get to the semi-final. You, you go in there to win it, you want to win it. And my generation, you know, in 2006, we were so, the so-called golden generation. Um, you know, the, the Lampards, the Gerrards, the Beckham. And we, we were, you know, we were touted as future world champions. And the weight of expectation that we had, it's, it's something that you have to deal with as an England player. Um, but, you know, I think, as I said before, I think there's a, a realistic expectation and an excitement with the current squad that we've got. Uh, the squad includes five Tottenham players, um, Trippier, Rose, Dyer, Ali and Kane. Um, how important do you think the, these players are to the success of England at this World Cup? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the, the lads at Spurs have had a great season again this year. I think Harry Kane's carrying the mantle for England up front. You know, been, for me, he's correctly named the captain. Um, I think somebody like him who leads not only on the pitch but with his, his performances in training, um, day in and day out, he's, he's a leader. And I think for, for him to be named captain is a brilliant honour for him. And I think, you know, the, the other Spurs, I think Danny Rose has done very, very well. Um, I think he could just oust Ashley Young for the, for the left-hand side position. Um, and, you know, there's, there's not just the England boys as well. You look across the whole Spurs squad, there's a lot of boys spread throughout the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Trippier, for me, is the most surprising one. Um, he, he kind of has his limitations, but he's very good at, at the few things. The few things that he does really well, he's brilliant at if that makes any sense. Uh, he can't go past players so much, but his distribution, his, his football, uh, his, his pass selections is very good. And it looks like he might start if we play free at the black back and Walker starts on that right-hand right side of the free. I think it's incredible. I really, I really like him. And I think you can see that the way that he's rated at the club, the fact that they let Kyle Walker go and didn't go out and replace him straight away and, and Trips has played. You know, I was at Burnley and I know he was very, very highly thought of there. And he's, he's a good lad off the pitch as well. So I'm delighted to see him there. And I think you're right, he could well start on the right-hand side. Do you think there's any issue, though, that these England, uh, sorry, these Tottenham players haven't won anything and, and you need that winning mentality to go far in the in the World Cup? I don't think there's an issue with winning mentality at all, no. I think the Tottenham team are used to winning. They, they might not have won trophies, but they're a, they're a team that are in, you know, in the top three or four of the league constantly. They're used to winning football matches. Trophies for Tottenham will come in time. You can see that the way the team's growing, the way the squad's growing, moving into the new stadium, that the trophies will follow. Uh, I don't think that the winning mentality is a problem with playing the international team now. Uh, and what do you make of, of the goalkeepers? Obviously, it's a selection of 
three young young goalkeepers, um, ones that perhaps don't have the experience at international level. Obviously, Joe Hart was never really going to make it, and it looks like Pickford will start. What, what what's your opinion of those that have gone? It's, it's catch twenty two as a goalkeeper. Um, you say you're too young, you're inexperienced. How do you get experience if you don't play? Um, and for me, Gareth's gone way into what he's done through the rest of the squad. He's picked players that were on form and at the top of the game at the, at the time the squad was announced. Uh, there was an argument to put Joe in. Uh, it was three inexperienced goalkeepers, maybe have an old head around the place. Somebody with, you know, 70 odd caps who can pass his knowledge on to the younger players. But fair play to the manager. He's stuck with his policy and he's picked three goalkeepers that are in form. Yeah, I mean, Jordan's only got two or three caps, um, Butland not much more, and Pope, he got his first one the other night. But he's obviously very confident in his group, and I think he's made the right selection for me, uh, regardless of who was in the squad. Pickford's number one. I think he's had a great season. I think he's uh, his shot stop in his distribution. And, you know, for his age, he's, he's matured very, very quickly, especially going to a club like Everton. He had a difficult start to the season, playing behind a team that wasn't playing too well. And I think he showed his quality and his maturity by his performances throughout the season. I mean, he won Young Player of the Year, Player of the Year, and Players Player of the Year at Everton. So that says a lot about him. So you mentioned about having Hart in there just for experience. Obviously, the third choice goalkeeper in there isn't likely to play a game. So when a pro footballer says, you know, he should be there in experience or it might be useful, what what does that mean? What what role do they play inside the camp? You have to be a certain person to be able to do it. You're, you're kind of a mentor. Um, you know, there's, there's certain older pros that wouldn't want that role. I mean, if if I was the manager and I wanted an older experienced pro as a number three, I'd have to have the conversation with him and say, look, this is going to be your role. Are you willing to do that role? Because a player that's put in a, a role that is, is away for four or five weeks, he's not getting anywhere near the team and he's, he's already played 70 odd times for the country, you might turn around and go, do you know what, that's not for me and he might not be worth having around the dressing room. I'm not saying that that's what Joe would do. I mean, for me, when I retired from international football, I didn't want to travel the world being a number three goalkeeper where I'd be sat in the stand watching football all the time. So it depends what type of person that you get. Um, and as my career finished, I was at Burnley and I kind of went on Tom Heaton a little bit. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that role because I accepted where I was in my career. But at the time, if you're in the squad and you think you should be playing, you know, it's, it's, it could be a difficult problem for the manager. And... It- if you can, can you describe what it's like to walk out wearing the free lions at a major tournament? What that feeling is like, and what goes through your head? It's it's kind of a surreal feeling. I think it's when the national anthem comes the first time, and but you see in the warm, you see the amount of England fans. I mean, England fans only get allocated so many tickets, but every single game we played in the World Cup, it was like a home game. We had three quarters of the stadium. The fans seem to get into the stadium the passion and you know when the national anthem plays it was quite emotional it was almost you know it was almost like a tear, tear moment you know welling up a little bit and you can feel I think the first game we had the national anthem all, all arms around each other and you're all hugging each other tight and like you know giving the old confidence come on we can do this type of thing so it's, 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 it's kind of a surreal experience but one that I'll never forget yeah um, and and finally what what's realistically where, where can England finish in this tournament how how well can we do what do you see I think England will get out of the group um, without a shadow of a doubt they'll get out of the group and then you're relying on who finishes top or second in the other group I think looking at group H I think they will qualify past the last 16 to the quarterfinals and then you're in you know you're in knockout football who knows I mean England team on their day can beat anybody I think a good tournament for England is a semi-final you know semi-final appearance 
with a very good performance. But who's to say they, they can't win it? I'm not going to sit here and say England can win it. I think they will realistically possibly get to the semi-finals. Amazing. I, th- I think so. I think that's something I can I can visualise in my head. I think we, there was so much pessimism when Southgate came in that, um, that that that's kind of dissipated somewhat, and the, uh, and there's a massive feeling of optimism going into this. And I really do think that we're going to surprise a few people. And I'd take a quarter final or semi final now for sure. Uh, one final thing: um, you're an ambassador for Fansbet. Fansbet supporting the fighting cock. Thank you very much for that. But um, just, could you tell us just why uh, fans better are different from other bookies? I think for me, it's about ultimately about giving back to uh, the supporters of football clubs and why you perhaps got involved. Well, you've hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it's a betting company that gives back to supporters, and that's the only reason that I'm involved. We're not trying to create uh, an environment to that, that encourages new people, uh, new gamblers. We're trying to create a different place for current gamblers to gamble in that rewards supporters. And the important thing for me is the supporters. Every club that I've been at, Tottenham probably the most, the relationship they had with the supporters has been unbelievable. So when they came to me with this concept and said, what do you think? My first question was, well, that's too good to be true. Well, it actually isn't. They, they're highlighting the, 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 the mark of what the bookmakers can make by running the business and giving half of the profits back to supporters. So it's, it's a genuine concept that, you know, it creates a different environment and a safety net, if you like, for knowing that 50% of your lost bet will go back to Tottenham Hotspur supporters. Thank you very much, Paul. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, Cheers Robert. Up, person, I feel like it's going to be a good, loving relationship, long, long-term long loving relationship with fans, Bet. I hope so. That's I really hope, hope so. so. I hope so. Um, on that note, uh, we've got a question uh, from the real John Bath. And he says, you're in an England squ- uh, World Cup squad and you come back to your hotel room with a girl. She's desperate for a freeway. I mean, she's desperate for a freeway. You know, what, what people walk around this earth going on desperate for a threesome? Free spirits. Yeah, God, God bless them. Um, who out of the squad, the England squad, would you pick to get involved and not snitch on you afterwards? Oh, I think Danny Rose is quite a principled guy. Yeah. And I think... If you if sworn to secrecy, he'd. But I also think I if he's. I don't off, think he'd get involved. Yeah, there is that, but, isn't there? Yeah, but I, I think that if, if you. If, if a journalist asked him a straight up question, he'd give a straight up answer yes, I was there and we did it. So I'd be worried about Danny Rose. Yeah, yeah, I'd be worried about Rose. <laughs> John, I, I'd chuck a John Stones in there. Didn't he get? Didn't he cheat in a girl and got a tattoo of her after? Right, I wouldn't know. Let's that. remove John, John Stones from that, 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 that equation then. Yeah, that's the I'm kind of. Uh, I wouldn't have Deli Ali. Uh, Harry Kane, I think, would be worried so much about his relationship, his long-standing good relationship, yeah. that he'd be a, a sound bloke. Um, I think De- I think Deli would keep it secret, but you know, like a, when someone says like those those obvious jokes of what you've done, and people would 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 work out what you what you're talking about. Mm. He wouldn't actually say it and come out of it, but he'd be like. Uh, It'll be dropping like, uh, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. what like that, that that time that we went freeze up on those Pringles, yeah. <laughs> Deli man, you're making it bait. Yeah, Don't do this. Bait. Don't. Oh, well, so, are we uh, agreed on Harry Kane. No, he, he wouldn't. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he'd do it. Doesn't matter if he'd, he'd do it. It's just saying who could you choose? Like, who, who's your ideal? It's like a fantasy. It's not actually well, real. Rick. It's not going to happen. I'd bet Danny Rose. Danny Rose, right? You're saying who? Harry Kane or? No, I think I might go for... Bertrand. Mark, Kyle. Bertrand, <laughs> I think in the squad. Kyle, I think... Kyle Walker. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he might be... 
He might be oh, one of the keeper, one of the keepers. Safe hands. Nick Pope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's quite well hung. So it might, it might embarrass. I, do you, do you uh, not imagine all know. goalkeepers to be really well hung? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, too, yeah just yeah. like like a truncheon flapping about the place as they yeah. try and dive. Yeah, exactly. Just okay. Get in the way. Let's move on. Uh, Kane, Kane signed a new contract at Tottenham. Big news in it for us. He did. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, the, the announcement came a bit left field, though, didn't it? I didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, no, no, and it, it seems like uh, Deli Ali and Ericsson also come in as well for the, the, the you know, the, apparently they've already signed deals, just waiting to kind of stretch it out throughout the summer to kind of placate the fact that we're not going to buy anyone. Um, but is it good for England that Kane signed a new contract before the World Cup? You know, that isn't a part of his what, what he's thinking about his future. Yeah, because he could have held out to after the World Cup and see what he did at the World Cup and then analyse his options. Mm. So he could have. So it's that. almost like he's, he's he's kind of bought into Tottenham. He's secure about his future. He's just going into the World Cup only thinking about one thing. Well, I think Potsdam first kind of helped. Mm. I'd say. Who, who is it? Uh, Sterling it, it had a, a contract dispute with, um, well, not dispute, but they're, they're kind of loggerheads at the moment with the, his new contract at Man City. He's got two years left to go. I think it was parity with De Bruyne. Which is a big ask, because as, as good as Sterling is, I'd rather have Kevin De Bruyne in that England team than, 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 than Sterling, as, as good as he is. Um, but he's talking about he'll, he'll revisit that contract discussion after the World Cup. I think the good thing about England's talisman and Spurs' talisman in Harry Kane is that he's signed that contract. He goes into the tournament only thinking about one thing, and that's scoring as many goals as he can to to lift us the uh, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So go on, Nick. No, I think um, when you've got someone like like Harry Kane, especially for us as well, that it, there, there isn't that. Um, that bit in your mind that is thinking that is that kind of strategy if I score X amount of goals or assists or perform well then maybe I can better myself doing something else for, for, for another club so that's that's not going to be in the back of his mind it's, it's always going to be about that um, just doing well for myself and for, for, for my country mm. so that is that's, that's a great thing for, for England and, and for Spurs fans I mean, like with Sterling, if he does well at the World Cup, it gives him, uh, you know, uh, better bartering options for, for himself as to say, I've, I've done it for my club, done it for my country, you've, you've now got to pay up. But that also can weigh on your mind if you... It's like, I don't know, him thinking in the back of his mind that I have to take that extra person on to show that I am the best. Mm. And that could be detriment to England. Or, you know, it doesn't have, even have to be Sterling, it could be anyone. Um, so it, it's, it's a difficult one, but the thing is, it's, it's not just England. There are so many players at this World Cup that will want to be performing out of their skin so that they can get this lucrative deal to Serie A, to La Liga, to fucking Premier League or whatever. And it is this, this, this you know, this world exhibition of... Who's got what? What can I do? What feels, can I get? It feels like all of the England players, certainly the first eleven, are kind of playing into a situation where the, the, the great performance in this in this tournament really does catapult. Like you, we talked about the golden generation of England a, a little bit previously, where you had Lampard, Gerrard, Terry, um, Carragher, you know, Gary Neville, um, Shearer. No, no, hang on, I'm getting mixed up, mixed up here. Well, Rooney, Rooney, Rooney um, Beckham, Beckham. Yeah, so you, you had these 
that incredible first eleven, but they'd all done it. They'd nothing to prove. And I think what helps England in this tournament is that all of those players have got everything to prove. Like Kane has proven it on the domestic scene. But he's never done it on a major tournament. He's only had one opportunity, to be fair, in, in the Euros. And he was ridiculed for that. Yeah. And he came back stronger. I think even our best player in Harry Kane has something to prove here. And that's only a good thing. Like The, the, the talk about Deli Ali isn't his incredible talent and his incredible potential. It's about whether or not his temperament will be kept in check. And he's had to address questions of saying, you know, don't worry, I'll be fine. Instead of talking about what actual value he adds to a national team, I think all of them, all the players have something to prove. And I'm not. And if, if that was just something to prove to the press, it wouldn't be enough. Or prove to the fans, it wouldn't be enough. They've also got this opportunity to catapult them into superstars in the world scene. Mm. You know, you, you, you want to move to Real Madrid if you're Sterling or... Uh, or um, uh, you know, Deli Ali or Harry Kane. They want. They want to get. You know, you know to, to move into the upper echelons of of world footballers, performing on an international level, um, is, is where you have to do it. And I think they all want want to. I mean, well, even, it, sorry. Well, even in this day and age, it's not, it may not even be about the club that you that you, you aspire to. I don't know. One that you play for. It's also to do with uh, you know personal brands, sponsorships. Like if you do this amount, then you you could be an ambassador for Adidas or for Nike or whatever, and that, that, those extra bits of you know income and that exposure might help you get to that to to, to wherever you want to get to. So it's it's really important. It's, it's really important for them to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's it's really important. It's really important for the. For, I've lost my train of thought. That's because T did like a little sideways burp. It's being polite away from the mic. T, what was you going to say? Um, I mean, what you said about the players have a lot to prove. No one knows what our starting eleven is going to be. Um, there's probably 15, 16 players in that squad who think they can start a game. Um, Kane being the captain probably guaranteed a starting spot. Um, Pickford, I suppose, would be guaranteed a starting spot. Maybe Carl Walker. Outside of that, there's players who are fighting for their places. Um, Deli Ali might not start. Lingard is in a does well for England. Um, you've got I mean Rashford injured, so that probably helps Kane a little bit as well. Um, Sterling might not start. So there's a bunch of players hungry who may not know that they're going to start. So I think that helps us in a way that that no one's nailed on to start. So back in so in years gone by, we could name the starting eleven before the game starts, and in a way that wasn't beneficial because you got maybe six, seven players you know they're not going to get a single minute of tournament time so there's a what's the fucking point of me being there mm. um, have you done the office week take? No, my office doesn't have one so oh, I've not Jesus. done it I saw your one on Instagram Mate, story and you, got, f- you, you picked well get the fuck out of that office oh, I know, I know what can I say? Rick, have you done one? nah what the fuck's going on? Do they, uh, not, do they not care? well, someone, someone said to me do you want to join our sweet steak? I was like, I could, don't give a shit <laughs> right, okay who's oh, the yeah, all right. I, I did one. Yeah. I did. I did uh, one. Yeah, yeah. But you, who's good. You get? Argentina. It's not bad. It's not bad. Well, you got Messi. Yeah, he's not bad at all. Big words. Uh, Aguero. Yeah. I don't think he'd even start a game. That's a good. Shit. That's a good. <laughs> like, if England go out, I'm all on all, all on the um, 
So you, you, Falklands bandwagon. You got your Dabala hype train though. Oh, He's loving, didn't you? What's a lad? They've, they've got quite a, an, should we say, an, an aging squad, I think. Right, don't worry about it. So it's already 84 <laughs> said, it's an office sweepstake I arranged myself. I've fucking drawn Iran. Oh. Uh, is master, masturbation the only way to get me through my feeling of total, total dejection? Um, if you're, if, I mean, if masturbation is the way that, that gets you through any bad situation, um, I think you need to look at yourself. Well, it does help. It does kind of, you know, clear the mind of, on, any, of, of, of any um, When's it residual anger. When's it helped you especially? Residual anger, right? Well, you know, when I, every time I do it, it helps. Give, give, it helps with what? You know, if you deal with your anger. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> not getting much sex or whatever. You release kind of, stress. Yeah. It's a, it's a release, isn't it? It's a bit like when you take a pull of a cigarette. The pull, I mean, it's not so much the act of the nicotine, it's the act of... Breathing it in and yeah, the habit. So, yeah. so, the, so, the, so the whole act of jizzing yeah. is a way of just kind of ejecting releasing. the poison. Yeah, <laughs> ejecting po- venom. You. Get the poison yeah, out. Yeah, get the poison out. <laughs> get the venom out. But then you got you, you got to kind of think. You know, you might have had an England walk up with a footballer in that tissue or in your hand. But, <laughs> shit, but, but, shit, these are the things. Why are you all? <laughs> <laughs> so while you're just like flippantly banging one out, what you don't know is there a future World Cup winner in that jizz. Exactly. And, and, and for your cheap little thrill, you you, you selfish pig, you've jizzed. You flushed our chances down the toilet. You, you undoubtedly, you flushed England's future chances down the toilet. Exactly. 30 years from now, you like if only you'd not just touched your todger. You know, it could have even been one of the greatest people in history. It could have been a politician or a revolutionary. Is it not terrifying the fact that, like, Albert Einstein, fucking Luther, uh, Martin Luther King, it could have been a wank? Is exactly. that not the. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Kane could have been a wank. <laughs> it could have been a wank. Exactly. <laughs> they missed the mother of what I know that night. And, you know, yeah. It could have been a swallow. Harry Kane could have been a wank. Yeah, it's bad. That's. that's I mean, that's the name of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Could have been a wank, yeah. Harry Kane could have been a wank. <laughs> I like that. Um, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. And, like, like how, how often? What, how often are you doing it, Rick? What? what you, how often are you knocking one out? Oh, mate, these days, rare. Rare? Yeah, rare, man. I've got, like, got fucking chicks in the house all the time. I know. Two little girls and my missus. No, no, no. Would it matter if your missus caught you? Knocking one out. No, but I, I can't. I wouldn't be able to to arrive if I know there's people in the house. What, they're always in my house. And what, and what if what if you caught your missus knocking one out? I'd be angry because I <laughs> because I'd be like, well, I, 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 I could be doing this for you. If yeah, it's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's different, but still. Do but, you be angry if you caught your missus? Well, I'd be a bit, a bit annoyed. I'd be annoyed. Would you really? Yeah, I'd like you know you, you've wasted that because I could have. Wasted, but it's not like men. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I looked across the tea then, and just a sharp intake of breath. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe four or five times a week. My guy. Is it? Yeah. For real? I don't watch. Yeah. I, I've got to be Shit, honest. I, I watch much less porn than I used to. Mindies. 
No, 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 I, no I, I don't like I sort of save it up for Mrs. Is it? Yeah, it's not like I, I I just don't think about it that much since. Well, it's like something about it. Mary though. If you ever went before dead before you see you're kind of free of that of that pain. Yeah, but you've energy. also got less energy, so you're less alert. I don't know. If I not no, I don't know. I knock one out, I'm less I'm I'm not as good at work. So obviously you wouldn't have a shag or have a went before you play football then? What, like a five-a-side? Well, I'm definitely... Power League. I'm definitely... Having a power wank before my Power League. I wouldn't... I, I, Useless. I, honestly, I, I probably wouldn't have a wank before going and play five-a-side, five but I definitely have had the opportunity to have sex with my missus. I would. I'd fuck Power League. Yeah. I'd turn up on time and like do what I've got to do, because that, that scumbags don't turn up for five-a-side <laughs> when you agree to do it. <laughs> Um, but I'd definitely have sex and, and forsake my quality on the pitch. Who, who in the England football team do you think wouldn't... Who in the England squad... Harry Kane, 100%. Up, would, ...would not show up? Kane would be there oh, every time. Oh, oh, I was Kane would be fucking paying for everyone. Yeah, Harry, Harry Kane, Harry Kane. if you have the opportunity to have sex, he would not because he knows... Like, he famously had that Instagram post saying... Um, Best day of my life. Was it? Was it? Uh, yeah, it was uh, what, the uh, Golden Boot winner. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like... Uh, I think it's twice in a row, like, like a highlight, a highlight of my life or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and his missus put on and said, what about the birth of your kid? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> That's what I could have The thing is, what, what she needs to realise is that people have kids all the time. There's fuck loads of kids all over the place. He's done something that most people can't even dream of. Uh, and it, 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 why does it have to be entwined? They're separate. Well, no, it's entwined because society says that the birth of your child should be the best. Like in your instance, but you're sharing that with someone else, though. You're sharing it, yeah. This is something you're achieving. If, if, if you have done. a kid, you're sharing that yeah. experience with you know with the other half. Your kid's not not going to have to worry about eating, not have to worry about not driving a Lamborghini, whatever it is, because, because of his achievements. Because of his achievements. So what she should have said is, "Thank you." Not dug him out on fucking Instagram. Yeah, that's bad. That kick could have been in your fucking back. Yeah. Fucking turn it in. <laughs> that kick could have been on your back. I just, I dread to think of Harry Kane being on someone's back. <laughs> have you got, uh, Superchamp23 says, he got any thoughts on USA, Mexico and Canada hosting the 2026 World Cup? Yes, mad. And it's a 48-team tournament, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Um, I don't know, I think we're having a conversation on another WhatsApp group saying that maybe one and two tournaments would be in Europe. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah, so like, all of the good football comes from. Oh, you got South America. I kind of said maybe one in three, but I didn't go down. Well, I'll deal with that as well. I, 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 didn't, I didn't go down. Would well, they thought you like liberal tea? Well, uh, anti-Brexit. I think the thing is, is that Russia getting this World Cup kind of skews the countries that anyone could go to and watch a World Cup to a degree. Because next one's in, it's in Qatar, Fuck that and one. the one after that is in three different countries. So 2030 would be the next time we could potentially watch a World Cup in a commutable place. So, so there is that. But Mexico have had two. This would be the USA's second one as well. I think any one of those countries could have just done it by themselves. I don't see why there's three of them. It seems yeah, to be getting yeah. bigger. Like, next Euros is across the entire continent of yeah. Europe. Yeah, apparently so, yeah. I don't get, I don't get it. I don't give a fuck about it anymore, really. When, 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 well, I'm well, never going to go. Yeah, nor am I. But when, when, well, I am going. And I, I went to the Euros. <laughs> I've got to get in a van, lads. 
Wait, Van Arama, yeah. Don't mention the brand, not paying. Oh, sorry. Um, got to get in a van for Van Arama. <laughs> got to drive from London to Belgium. No, not Belgium, that would be a dream. To Russia, Kaliningrad. England versus Belgium. I've got to get in a van with two lads from work. Uh, it's a free, free day drive. Watch England versus Belgium and then drive back. Are you uh, are you doing any of the driving? I'm doing lots of the driving, yeah. Are you really? Well, there's only three of us. Well, no one else can drive. Yeah, they can drive. Well, okay. You can't drive for three days on your own. We're doing four hour stints. You said a lot of us, and luck is not equal. Well, I'm doing a lot of it. Like, I'm doing, like, there's three of us, and we've got to drive to Russia. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot of the driving. <laughs> What? Shit, man, that is just... I don't know, man. As a like, commitment to the cause. I, I'd, lo- I'd, I'd enjoy it if I was, like, the back, back seater, just, like, taking in the, the No, the I want to be driving. Like, I hate, I'm well, not why great, do you want to be driving, though? You've been passenger. driving in foreign countries, man. It's, not it's a great passenger. Like, yeah, but still, man. Where no, you, where you driving passenger. to in Russia? The, the plan is to go to... Uh, we're driving from uh, Victoria in London. Yeah. To the Franzo. To Brussels. Yeah, spending the night in Brussels. Then we're driving to Berlin, spending yeah. the night in Berlin. Then we're driving to Russia, Kaliningrad. <laughs> never, I've never even fucking heard of Kaliningrad. <laughs> you have to go to the game or like, going to a fan zone. That's up for not debate. I mean, we all agreed we want to go no, into. Obviously, the if, you can't get, if you can't get tickets, we don't have out. tickets. We don't have okay, tickets. So, so someone to sort you out, then you'll go. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there's anyone out there who can find a way past the, the fan ID problem, past the, the, the kind of uh, associated ticket issue, uh, and they happen to be in, listen to this podcast and in Kaliningrad at the same time, and you can sort of way into the stadium so you have some sort of weird influence in, in, in Russian um, authority around football, if you can hook me up, that'd be great. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I'd be in the fan park. <laughs> I'd have driven 19 hours to be in a fan park but do you know what it is I think there's something good about that yeah definitely you know England versus Belgium well hopefully the game will mean something I think we'd have won both our games well that'd be good I'm saying if, it, if Tunisia, it's a, Panama if it's a situation where we're not going through and that game happens do you know what would be like archetypal England Frustrating draw against Tunisia. Nil-nil yeah. against Panama. Yeah. yeah. Going into Belgium having to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Stinks of England, that, doesn't it? Yeah, and we're probably Belgium as well. That, that would be the thing. Well, Belgium? Yeah. No, way. Yeah, mate. I can see that. can happen. Well, our team is just fucking shit. And apparently, Bosma played only one team in the top ten in the last two years. So, they're not tested. It's like the acne yard of international football. So Belgium, chin's not tested. Belgium are about to get chin checked. Yep. They're about to get their chin fucking checked. Well, they've had, um, they've got the golden generation, they've had Wilmot, who wasn't very great, uh, sub manager, and they've got Roberto Martinez, who, you know, isn't great again. It's a very weird appointment to be. They're going to look back at their golden generation, and don't get me wrong, this is a fucking incredible squad. They look back at the FBA and go, we made a mistake with the managers. Well, he's not picking um, Nangalan. Because um, apparently he likes a bit of a cigarette and a drink, but he's an amazing footballer. Don't we all? Yeah. Just won't pick him. Well, I'm, an amazing, yeah. I'm an amazing footballer and I like a cigarette and a drink and, and other stuff. <laughs> right, a couple of brasses. Didn't, <laughs> didn't hurt anyone, do you know what I mean? A couple of brasses, line of gear. Huh? Do you know who likes a cigarette? Berbatov. Yeah. Is that Never warmed him. Yeah. yeah. Never warmed him. 
I mean, it did arm him in some respect because I think he could have run faster and harder. Apparently, <laughs> he's <laughs> the biggest players around. What was he? That's the one, like one of the misconceptions. Is actually pretty quick. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, should we do one more? One more question. Bulk underscore nasty on Twitter. He says Spain just sacked their coach. Just uh, just says. Sorry, hang on, just before says the superfluous. Uh, just before uh, the opening uh, match, uh, it basically what happened with that is the. So Real Madrid, like this little scumbag club that they are, they've snaked in. And what is a an incredible manager? He will go on to do great things. Um, the, the Spain manager he's done wicked in in the uh, in, in the youth sections of the, the, the Spanish support. Done very good at Porto, although never really won anything with them. Um, and Real Madrid just come in and go, yeah, we're having you. And he's agreed to to sign for Real Madrid. And the FA are just going like, what the fuck. And I was convinced, me and T had a little uh, two and fourth. And I said that he would definitely be given the job to, to carry it through for the World Cup. And T was like, no, nah, he's gone. And I was like, what the fuck does he know? The fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> in, in what world would T know what's going on in the Spanish FA? <laughs> Turns out he knows it, all of it. And, he um, did it behind their back. He did, and you're right. You're right. Um... So the question is: Is it Real's fault? Real's fault if uh, Spain crash out of the World Cup in shame? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the difficulty, the difficulty in the question is that if you don't know how things are in Spain, um, for example, when Manu are in their prime, it's kind of the ABU, anyone but United kind of thing. Mm. And if United got the England boss on the eve of the tournament and fucked off our tournament, there would be a lot of hatred towards. I think Real Madrid kind of thought of in the same way in Spain. So, but I don't think Real Madrid will care because club football is king these days. But yeah, because Spain had a chance of winning the tournament, and a maybe, very good chance. And maybe now they won't. I mean, I think Hero has taken over. They might win it anyway, which would be which would be amusing. I think mm. um, I think Italy in 06 had a bit of a a bit of a you know not the best preparation and still won the whole thing. So so who knows? I think it's a bit of like cut your nose off spite your face. With like what what like what what does Spain gain? Yeah, like what a little bit of credibility <laughs> that no one gives a yeah. fuck about. What like sacking your manager? Yeah, I know. I know he's like trying to make a stand against exactly, like the yeah. monopoly of Real Madrid and Barcelona. I understand that, but we're two days away from the Real. Uh, the no, no, we're one day away from the World Cup. When the players like, swallow your pride, you yeah, prick. just just fucking. And Emerson and Iniesta were like, look, we're all right. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, no, 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 it's all right, it doesn't matter, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. And they fucking sack him. It's like Gary, isn't it? It's like Gary from fucking, like, fucking Western Supermare. And we're, like, we're having a fight in, in the street, and you're like, no, it's calmed down. Like, it's an hour, right, hour right. later, and you're sitting back in your flat. You're sitting back in your flat, and you're having a few beers, and you sit, he's still fucking pumped up. He's still pumped up, and he gets up, and he's like, no, I ain't having it. And he leaves the front door out to smash their guts in. That's essentially what the president has done. Yeah, don't be Gary, Spain. <laughs> is what I'm saying. All right, that's it from the Fighting Cop podcast, World Cup edition, sponsored by Fansbet. Thank you very much, Fansbet. Um, it's, it's been great to see you boys once again. And awesome we've got a whole you. big fucking World Cup to enjoy. Love it. And I can't wait. I've got to work for it all, but I can't wait. <laughs> Love you, boys. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.
Most flat face of brick We can get a stick in the mini Suck it willy When you're getting grilly Yeah, you gotta bang the milli Bang, bang Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.